and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. This week, we have a super amazing guest for you, Sunny Joy McMillan. Sunny is a recovering attorney and a practicing master life coach who hosts Sunny in Seattle, a weekly radio show. And she's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity and Unstick Your Bad Marriage. Sunny is a happy divorcee who, after a high conflict marriage, shared an awesome post-divorce friendship with her ex-husband until his passing in 2018. She's passionate about empowering adults to make heart-based relationship choices and to use divorce as a catalyst for personal transformation and creating a kick-ass new life. The year was 2010. Sunny was given the rare opportunity to have it all by our culture standards and she discovered though through direct experience that having it all wasn't enough. All along, she knew deep inside her, she was meant for something more. We all are. We come here to this crazy, wonderful planet for so much more. Not something fancy or grandiose necessarily, but something more meaningful, something fulfilling to the soul. There was a knowingness in her very bones that she was an integral thread in a much larger tapestry. You are too. She also discovered there was a divine intelligence behind the picture that was forming. And so she surrendered to it and trusted the process totally and completely. You can too. Bottom line, there is some magical goodness happening on this little planet of ours. All the answers, wisdom and resources are right there inside you. You may just need a little nudge and maybe help you to remember. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational woman. Enjoy. So today we have another super awesome guest for you, all the way from Seattle. We have Sunny Joy McMillan. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I have to be honest, after having a bit of a chat with you and uh, just getting a bit of a connection with you, that name, Sunny, it really resonates with you. It's like you've got this bright energy about you. It's beautiful, an amazing name. Oh, well, thank you. I will tell my mom. Um, it's actually my given name, so I think uh, she did pretty well. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Sunny, how we start the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration her unique story. So tell us your unique story and what inspired you to do what you do today. 
Well, so I was raised um, with the belief that um, if I got the best education and I married the right man and I did all of the, quote, right things, that I would be happy. And so I created this whole life. You know, I went to law school not because I loved the law and not because I wanted to be an attorney, but because I thought that graduate degree would make, you know, my family happy and it would impress my peers. And um, I married a man that um, that I that I was very, very close to. We connected on a lot of levels. We shared a lot of values, but we had a really high conflict marriage. And while it all looked really beautiful from the outside, um, I discovered that as I got into my thirties, that it was this, this life that was just not reflective of who I really was. And it was really, really scary. Um, because I had to, I had to admit that this like house of cards that I built was not so stable and um, so I ended up, I found the writing of Dr. Martha Beck and this little light bulb went off and I thought, oh my gosh, I've created this whole life for what she calls the social self, um, where my essential self, that part of me, the highest self that I had was really, I just felt like it was withering on the vine. And so I stepped away from it all. Um, I ended up leaving my career as an attorney. I left my marriage. I left my home state of Texas and moved to Washington. It just, um, everything. I just took it all apart and extricated myself and started over from scratch, really wanting to be led by my heart and my gut and my soul and all the parts that I've been denying for so long. So that led me to where I am today. Um, and, and ultimately the book that I ended up writing, which aligns with the work that I do now for women who are struggling in their relationship. Um, the book is called Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. And, um, it's all the tools that I use to, to really heal and also to reach amazingly enough from a very high conflict marriage. I ended up with an incredibly loving, awesome post-divorce friendship with my ex-husband. And it's kind of one of those things where if it could happen for us, I feel like it could happen for just about anyone. So I enjoy guiding women, um, you know, making the decision whether to stay or go all the way through to a graceful divorce. Oh, wow. And I love the fact that you call your high self essential self. I've not ever heard of that. And I love that. That's amazing. So Sunny, would you like to talk us through some tools? Because that's the one thing that I find is uh, we tend to stay in relationships. And so it's that same thing that, you know, be the devil, you know, and they stay in these relationships that are not um, not of service and probably not not very healthy in some way, shape, or form. And yet they stay in them because the the fear of leaving their husband or partner is so much more greater than staying in the relationship. So for those that are in those uh, kind of relationships, what kind of tools would you like to share with us? Well, so what I will say, Catherine, is there there's one tool that I want to share that actually it's adopted from. Um, this blogger, Christine Mesrandino. And, um, basically what I ask my clients, um, is if you think about every unit of energy you have as a spoon. And the reason this comes from, the reason that we use spoons is this, this particular blogger was trying to explain to a friend of hers, um, what it was like to have lupus. And so they were at a, 
restaurant. It was not crowded. And so she went and collected all these spoons from nearby tables and handed her friend this bouquet of spoons and said, picture each one of these spoons as a unit of energy. And so you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth. There's a spoon. You get your kids up. There's a spoon. You go to work. There's a spoon. And so, you know, by the end of the day, a healthy person should have a couple spoons left to have, you know, go to a movie with a friend or something like that. Um, and what she was explaining was someone with lupus doesn't start the day with but a couple spoons. So taking that analogy and using it in my practice, um, what I ask my clients is if you were to think about each unit of energy you have as a spoon, is your relationship giving spoons or taking spoons? And what I find with some of my clients is that Decade after decade, their relationship is taking spoons. So essentially, it is sucking their life force energy. And I think this is really important, Catherine, because I imagine, you know, from what I know about your podcast, that your listeners are very spiritually minded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in 2009, the Dalai Lama at the Vancouver Peace Summit said that the Western woman is going to change the world. And I really do believe that, that we come here with a purpose, we come here with work to do. But the problem is, if 75% of your life force energy, your spoons, are being drained every day because of an exhausting relationship that's conflict-ridden, that has tension-filled, that is just stressing you out, that the communication is poor, that really takes you off your game from being able to do the work in the world that you came here to do. And I just want to say the caveat, you know, if you have a partner or a spouse that has a, uh, develops cancer and you have to give them a, a certain amount of attention uh, for that period of time, I understand that. Or if your spouse or partner loses a job, again, that's a period of time where things are going to be a little lopsided and who's contributing how much. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about day after day, year after year, patterns of communication and how you enjoy each other's company and how you get along. If that is taking your spoons, that's something to be aware of. And it really, that analogy tends to make it kind of tangible for folks to, to apply to their relationship. Wow, I, I'm sitting here, Sunny, going, well, I think I would need a whole car field of spoons. <laughs> not not in my relationship, actually. My relationship, if I think about my husband, is very, very, very giving. So it's not about that, but I think about how do I, uh, you know, from a unit of energy perspective, wow, I would need so much. That's just really like, I just received an etheric slap just then. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Wow. And what, so you were talking about your book and you mentioned in your book, there's uh, a couple of tools. What would be a, another tool that you would like to share with us? Well, so I'll share the, the biggest one for me when I was evaluating whether to stay or go. And I believe me, I stayed in that should I stay or should I go zone for several years. Um, and we, we were receiving counseling and had a lot of professional involvement in the marriage to try to fix things. And it just wasn't working. So really what it came down to was I couldn't think my way through it anymore. My mind had the pro and con list written for years. I knew all the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and all the input from my family. And what I, what I found was that I had to go inside. And so there was this wonderful quote in a self-help book that I found around that time. And it was this dog-eared page that I went back to again and again. And it's a quote paraphrased from the Buddha. And it says that when you encounter a body of water, you will know it is the ocean because it tastes of salt. And in the same way, when you encounter enlightenment or truth, um, you will know that it's that because it tastes of freedom, not safety, not comfort, but freedom. 
And so I had so much safety and comfort in my life, uh, but I didn't have a lot of freedom. And again, a little caveat here, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you're not free. And just because you're single doesn't mean you are free. Um, I think it, it, if you can be in a 50 year relationship and as long as it is encouraging and nourishing your most essential, authentic self, that to me is freedom. My marriage was not doing that. So Catherine, what I did, and this is the tool that I use most with my clients. It's the first thing we do straight out of the box is we go to the body because just like a polygraph test, there's a reason it works because we have automatic and immediate physical responses in our body when we speak an untruth. Um, and the same is true if we're living in a line, if we're, if we're living a life that is out of alignment with our truth, our body is going to respond. So what I would ask your listeners to do is just, this is a really abbreviated version of what I do with clients, but if you close your eyes and you think about a negative memory, maybe a fight with uh, your spouse or a, a very awkward situation with your boss or something like that, something that was pretty uncomfortable. And I just want you to notice what are the physical sensations in your body. And usually the, the common threads that people feel are heaviness and constriction somewhere in the body. So now let go of that negative memory. And I want you to think of a positive memory. So it could be being with your animal companion, your child, your favorite spot in nature. Just go there in your mind, and I want you to notice what's physically happening in your body. Usually, common threads with the positive memory will be things like lightness and expansion, you know, where there was that heaviness and contraction before. And so think about your relationship. And this applies to people, to places, to things, to your job, to your to-do list. So it doesn't just have to apply to your relationship. But since we're talking about that, when it was my marriage, I would envision staying in that life, staying in that marriage, staying with the tension and the conflict that we'd had for decade, for over a decade. And I just felt this rock in my chest. And I knew when I went to that place of rock and chest that I was not going in the direction of my right life. So I call it following the freedom. Follow the feeling in your body that feels light and expansive like freedom. Just like the, the enlightenment and truth tastes of freedom, so does your right life and your right relationship. So follow the freedom. Mm, I love that. And freedom doesn't have to be – so. When you speak about freedom, you can find freedom within. And I think that that's the other thing where people tend to lose themselves in relationships and, and they almost become their partner's shadow, sort of speak. And what happens is, what are your thoughts about that before I go on? Oh, I could not agree more, Catherine. And I will say I was raised in a small town in Texas, you know, Southern culture, conservative, religiously, politically, uh, socially, all of the above. And I really was this, my parents didn't sit me down and tell me this, but this was just the culture that I absorbed was that my role was to be like a, a, a trophy wife of sorts, that the best way to shine was to make my husband shine. It wasn't for me to shine. So yeah, I definitely got lost in trying to perfect myself so that I supported my husband, not so that I stepped into my light and my work that I was meant to do, I believe. So yeah, you're spot on, I think. Mm. And as you're speaking through it, I was just thinking like you can actually find freedom within and so many people look for freedom externally. And I, I see that when these um, individuals, these partners become a shadow of their partner, they then become resentful. It's all, all of a sudden one day they realize that they're not doing anything for themselves and become resentful and unhappy and not really know why. 
Uh, and it's it's really because they have let go of themselves uh, and become their partner's shadow. But freedom, I love the way that you can go internal and find the freedom within because you can find freedom within. And I think it's just about recognizing what you feel and accepting what you feel. You know, like actually give it, get, say, you know, I actually am not happy or I feel overwhelmed because I think what we tend to do is push these things away, repress them and not deal with them. I, yes, I absolutely agree with that. I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, I had the same suppression was a huge thing that I didn't even realize I was doing until a really good therapist helped me unpack it along the way. But I see that pattern, what you just described frequently with my clients. Mm. So, Sunny, if somebody yes. wanted to um, like embark or start a new way of living in some way, shape or form, what would be something that you would like? I know you're talking about fully freedom. Um, is there anything else or any other tool that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, so one of the things that I think um, it's not necessarily a tool, but I will say I have a lot of people who sit across from me in my office and they think that if they just get clear enough, if they just get courageous enough, that they'll be able to move forward with a huge change in their life. And most of the folks that I work with are around relationship and marriage and, and making big changes there. But they think that if they just get clear enough that that there will be no fear. And I, what I have found in my own experience and that of my clients and that of my mentors is that we are wired for fear because it's a survival, um, it's, a, it's, it's a survival habit that we have that our, our minds like things to be predictable and unchanging and so that we know what's working and what's keeping us alive. And so fear is just a natural byproduct when we decide to make a change and move into uncomfortable places. So acknowledging that you're, it's totally okay to be fearful. I am fearful all the time when I'm doing things. Um, and especially when it came to leaving my marriage. So acknowledging that fear is a part of the process. I love how Elizabeth Gilbert says it in her book, Big Magic, that allow fear to be riding in the car with all these elements of your psyche, but just don't let it be in the driver's seat. Thank it for doing its job and then send it to the back seat to ride there with, you know, your inner critic or, uh, you know, all, your reptile brain, all those other things <laughs> that are riding along in the car. I love that. I say that too. I say oh, everyone's got a bus of emotions or a car of emotions, but at the end of the day, you are the driver of your car or your bus. And I think it's important for your emotion when it comes up to, I, I always say, I let it sit on my passenger seat and I yes. actually ask it questions and I actually ask, you know, um, what are you doing here? How can I learn from you? And I ask these questions because I find that when I embrace and dance with my emotion, whatever that is, and sometimes it's not the right time to do it, of course. Sometimes I have to park my bus in the car park somewhere and then go back and say, okay, now is the right time for me to actually uh, deal with you and actually be present with you. And I think that's really important. I love the analogy. I use it myself. Oh, that's awesome. And I love your the exercise that you do with engaging with it. Um, I did a writing workshop with Scott Stabile um, not too long ago. He wrote this amazing book called Big Love. Um, and he had us do an exercise where we actually wrote a letter as if we were our fear. So mm -hmm. become the fear. And the prompt was, um, I am your fear and I am here to tell you 
whatever. And we just freeform wrote. And it was so interesting what people's fear was trying to tell them. And it was so much more benevolent than what everybody assumed when they were just trying to resist it and push the fear away. Mm, and, and that's the thing. That's the key word there, right there, resistance. When we resist what we feel, it's like, oh, Catherine, you shouldn't be thinking that. Oh, Catherine, you shouldn't be um, feeling this way. You know, like actually own it. And it's okay to feel this way. And, and I think the moment that you embrace it, you actually allow, what I say is I'm dropping into another layer. I see emotions as layers. So if fear comes up, anger comes up, whatever that may be, I actually call it out, whatever I'm feeling, but I actually also like do a little bit of an investigation. So what's this all about? And what's underneath that? And then it yes. might be sadness. And what's underneath that? Until I get to the place where I can't go any further and it gets to that root cause and once you're at that root cause of why this is coming up a lot of the time it's it's not the surface emotion or the um the primary emotion that you experience it's something completely different I yes I know exactly what you mean by that and and it's interesting because I think I, I imagine your listeners are pretty sophisticated when it comes to emotions and how to deal with them. Um, but for a lot of the people that, that come into my office that don't really have a lot of experience with it, they have a big fear that once they start peeling back that onion or they open Pandora's box, so to speak, that they will not be able to um, be able to handle this tidal wave of grief, of sadness, of anger. And it's really interesting that you know, once you do what you're saying, Catherine, and just really be present with it and active about finding out what's underneath, our emotions will pass through like the chemical response that happens in the body. If it's unimpeded by negative thinking or thoughts that it shouldn't be happening or you're resisting it, these emotions will pass through our body in about 90 seconds. And it's so interesting that once you know to allow them, they're not scary at all. They're actually kind of magical and they're little funny signals of where is kind of like, I think it's Abraham Hicks that talks about our emotions as that, that guidance system that shows us where to go. So when you start working with them, they're actually quite wise. Mm, so true. It helps you move forward. Oh, well, that's how I see. I think it, it, it helps you break through those layers. Yes, exactly. Mm, I, I love uh, uh, Abraham or Esther Hicks. Abraham yes, yes. Hicks. Yes. I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> so Sunny, through your journey, what has been one of your greatest lessons that you have learned along your way? Well, it really, this is piggybacking on some of the things that we were just touching on. So, um, I, because, and I have no judgment here when I'm saying this, I'm just speaking about the soup that I grew up in. So I was raised in a very conservative, um, uh, religious household. And I was taught that I didn't know anything, that I was broken, that I needed to be fixed. And this, these are, my parents were incredibly loving, but these were just kind of the, the overarching messages of the faith that I was raised in. And so I was taught that I needed to look to authority, that I needed to look outside of myself for the answers. And it was when I started, um, it was actually my, my amazing ex-husband who really started challenging some of those beliefs. Um, he was a little farther along the path in age and in just his spiritual journey. And so he started challenging this and saying that I, that the wisdom was inside of me and this felt heretical and audacious and just really scary. But what I have come to believe, and this has been based on my own personal experience as well as, you know, my study of a lot of spiritual texts and teachers, that's my happy place these days, is that 
we have a direct connection to the divine. We have, we are wired for intuition. We are wired for inner wisdom. We are wired for connection. And when we access that, we don't need any intermediary. I didn't need answers from uh, a counselor, from a, a pastor, from a parent, from a psychic. I didn't need any of that. I mean, those things are nice to ask for that when you want that input. But it, when it comes down to it, me sitting alone, well, I say alone, but as we were laughing before we got on the air, um, that, you know, me alone, meaning with my higher self and all my guides around me, that I have access to all of the wisdom and the answers that I need if I can get still enough and trust enough in the guidance that's coming through. Oh, I love it. And it's my happy place too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing we love to ask our woman of inspiration, Sunny, is pain points. I think that, and I do, I believe that we all have pain points. What would be a pain point of yours and how do you find your solution to your pain point? Well, so I am still finding my solution um, to the pain point that I'm going to share, Catherine. And this is something I'm trying to get even more vulnerable, even more courageous in how I speak about these things. So my old life um, was a life of externals, as I mentioned. And I thought that I, well, I went into all of this with a pretty crappy self-worth. Um, I used money and education and physical appearance as kind of an armor. And then I was just this little scared turtle without a shell, so to speak, inside. And so when I left my old life behind, I gave up all the prestige and all the privilege and the things that came with that. And it was really scary because my entire self-worth had been built around those things. So to say that I, um, I, that I didn't have all of that anymore, I was really scared that people wouldn't like me, that they wouldn't want to be around me. What would my social media feed look like if I didn't have fancy vacations or this, you know, curated life that's supposed to look a certain way. And I ended up, you know, I'm living in a little Airstream travel trailer at the time. And, um, I'm just stepped away from the old life incredibly. And so my pain point is how do I show up and feel good about myself and feel worthy and feel like I can, that I am um, equal with other people now um, when I don't have all the trappings of a perfect life anymore. Um, and so how I've dealt with that, and it's really been the spiritual journey. I, I really believe now that we are born magnificent, born worthy, that we are, we are, we are spiritual beings and the power that creates worlds moves through us in these tiny little human bodies. And when you know who you are as an aspect of spirit or source, my goodness, none of the other stuff matters. So I have to spend a lot of time returning to, I love channeled teachings. Of course, Abraham Hicks. I love Cryon. I love um, Melchizedek. I, there's so many that I just love and I'm totally out of the closet now. Like, I don't care. I love channeled <laughs> teachings. They're amazing. I don't care where the information comes from, if it's helping and it's awesome and it's loving. It doesn't matter to me where it comes from. And so, yeah, really tapping in and letting the vibration of those teachings just permeate the, my very being and my cells. That is what has, has given me great peace and that big pain point for me. Mm, and, you know, we're conditioned to be that way too, I think. You know, I think that um, we've lost our way. And when you're talking about tapping in, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I can't remember who said it, but what we seek is inside of us. And yes. We seek external for so many things. And I even find myself sometimes, Sunny, where I seek certain things. I'm like, hang on a minute. What are you seeking outside for? Back in. Mm -hmm. Get back in, you know, like reverse back into self and then just find it inside of self. And then you'll be able to 
um, you know, express that. Like I think that it's a, an inner world and an outer world. And if we just work on our inner world, that will have an on-flow effect on our outer world and we'll be able to create abundance. But we do it the other way around. You're you're so right. Yeah, we think if we have the things, then we'll be happy. But if we get in the vibration of happy, if we get in the vibration of gratitude, like I always, I I now really don't call gratitude a practice. Like gratitude is a vibration, and the mm. practice can get you there. But yeah, when you're vibrating at that, all the good things come to you. And quite frankly, even if they don't, it doesn't matter because you're already vibrating at happy and grateful. Mm, absolutely, so true. I agree with you right there. So, Sunny, what do you think is a reason that individuals don't succeed in business, just as a general um, uh, point? Um, two things come to mind, and this is from my own entrepreneurial journey. Um, because, you know, before I was just, I was an attorney and I showed up at my firm and I billed my hours and I went home. They took care of the billing or they took care of the marketing. And so becoming a solopreneur meant that I had to put myself out there. I had to find the clients. I had to tell people what I was doing. So what I see for business owners is they, number one, give up too soon. And number two, they do not get comfortable enough being uncomfortable um, because if you are putting your work into the world, it is going to push you up against all of your feelings of insecurity, of fear, of doubt, of fraud, of worthlessness. And if you don't push past those terror barriers, there's no way anybody's going to know that your work is there. You could be doing the greatest work in the world, but if people don't know you're doing it, they can't find you. And so really being comfortable, approaching people, sharing what you do, finding clients through sometimes like not easy ways, not just getting a Facebook ad, but by actually looking eyeball to eyeball and meeting people and having conversations and doing webinars and podcasts and radio shows and all that good stuff. Yeah. And so you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then I see some people that they think, oh, if I've sent one article and it got rejected, if I approach one podcaster and they turned me down, if I approached one book agent and they didn't want my work, they think, ah, that's it. And they turn around and they go home. And most of the mentors and the folks that I follow that are incredibly successful, it was sometimes seven to 10 years before they really got the momentum. So don't give up too soon. Mm, that's true, isn't it? And your stuff does come up when, God, I, I was having this conversation just yesterday. When you uh, start out on your own uh, and you've worked for a large corporation and all of a sudden you are the salesperson, the marketing person, <laughs> the administrator, the everything, uh, it is, it's a, it's a real eye opener. And I think it's, that's, I have to say, that would have, my first year was my toughest year and my yeah. stuff came up. Like it was very evident that I was lacking self-worth. I didn't believe in myself, even though I was very confident when I was working for somebody else, but then all my stuff came up working for myself. So I resonate with that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Catherine. And I mean, quite frankly, yeah, I'm in year, goodness, I guess four now. Mm. And I, it's, I, I'm still, I'm still on that journey. I, yeah. and I, that's why I always have a coach or a mentor around me to keep me going. <laughs> Yeah, I look same. I I still have my stuff come up. It never goes away. I think it's like with everything has layers. You know, I think that for me, just even what a year, two years ago, I uh, was having a conversation with my husband, and he said, "I think you are, have a fear of success yeah. because you sabotage things when they come your way. You somehow sabotage it." 
And <sighs> that was a real slap in the face because I was like, wow, I've never looked at it that way. And yeah, yeah and I do. Now, do you know, have you read Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap? No. Okay, Catherine, you must read this. This is like my top three most influential books that I have read as an entrepreneur. And so Gay Hendricks talks about, um, and this is this applies to anybody out there listening um, in any endeavor that you have, but that we have what he calls um, an upper limit problem. Um, and there's this threshold for how much abundance, success, and love we're willing to take. And usually that is created from your time and your family of origin. So say, for example, you had a sister and your mom always told you, don't outshine your sister, or you were in a company where it wasn't good to stand out or something like that. And so when you start transcending levels of success, like you are going up for an interview for um, an advanced position in your company, or you're going to break out on your own and write a book and start your own company that this, when you start pushing up against those increasing points of success and abundance of love and, and love that we will sometimes subconsciously kick ourselves back down to the level we were comfortable with before. And that could mean, you know, you get laryngitis before the big presentation, you get in a car accident on the way to the interview, like all of these things that we do con subconsciously to, as you just said, to sabotage when we see that we are beginning to really grow. So we have to be really cognizant. Oh, and he has, this amazing success mantra that I'm going to share with you. This is one of the mantras that I use every day in the affirmations that I do. And it's supposed to work really well with the subconscious, but it says, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. And that's how you transcend that threshold. Oh, I love, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm actually going to check that out. That's awesome. So, Sunny, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I, I used to be, and this is a combination of, you know, family of origin and even in my marriage, I, I felt I was pretty disempowered, even if it looked opposite, you know, if you looked at my external life, I was pretty disempowered. And um, I believed that things were really outside of my control. And so I, I started hearing this phrase that I'm sure your listeners have heard before, that everything is happening for you, not to you. And when I first started hearing that, because I kind of thought everything was just, you know, the world's out to get me and I'm just hopefully I can claw my way to a meager existence or something like that. So when I started hearing that that phrase that everything's happening for me, not to me, and I thought, eh, I kind of called baloney on it or it didn't resonate for me at the time until I started following some spiritual teachers that really gave me a foundation for that. And so what I would tell my former self is that, you know, we are divine spiritual beings having a human experience that we as divine spiritual beings, before we ever came into this lifetime, we as a higher self or a soul, however you like to envision it, if you believe in that stuff, that we created certain potentials, kind of like signing up in college for certain courses. As a soul, you signed up for potentials, certain things that could happen in the lifetime, relationships, opportunities, uh, work, all these things. And so if you set all this up before you ever came in, it was really so many things are by your own design. And I know things like losing a child, uh, losing a loved one, losing a job, going bankrupt, all of these things may, they're, they're pretty horrific when we're in human form, but from a spiritual perspective, 
They grow our soul. And so what if, what if some of these things, just like an actor who takes on a really difficult role for a really, really, you know, scary or challenging movie, what if we signed up for some of these things and it was actually happening for us because we designed it so that our soul could grow lifetime to lifetime. So I would tell myself that all of these things are benevolent, even the seeming things like my mom getting cancer or the divorce that I went through. All of these were for design, by design that I had power over in creating so that I could grow. And that, yeah, I'm not a disempowered victim. I am an empowered spiritual being having a human experience. Mm, I love that. I agree with that too. That's amazing. And I love the way you put it as well. It's so true. I truly believe that. We do, do. Well, I mean, it depends, right? If you want to believe it or not, um, it's up to the individual. But if you have yes. a look, we signed a contract. We, uh, part of our Kashik records is some of those lessons we agreed to experience in this lifetime. And you're right. It's about, you know, it's happening for us, not to us. And it, it, regardless of how hard, like we've all gone through our hardships and I think we all have stories. But when I think about it, I think I've always grown from them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I just think every experience that I've had, um, you know, like being, you know, um, going from extreme financial abundance to having some scary financial moments, it created so much empathy for those around me that I never had before because I hadn't been through that struggle before. So every difficult thing that I've gone through um, in my lifetime has created empathy for people that I didn't have before. And it's just been awesome to see that. Mm, absolutely. So as we wrap up the show, Sunny, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be yours? Well, I have to say it's kind of cheesy because it plays on my name, but joyful. <laughs> oh, I can, I see that. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. Like the sunny, it's like the light and the sun, the shining out of your crown chakra when I was looking at you this morning. <laughs> oh, awesome. I love hearing that. Thank you. I love it. Okay. And the other thing we love to ask our woman of inspiration is to pick three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today. So what would be those three shiny gold nuggets? Um, number one, follow the freedom. Number two, make sure that your relationships and really anything in your life are giving you spoons rather than taking all your spoons. And number three, just make sure that whatever, for example, in my life, the marriage story that you have, um, the marriage story that I had from when I was little was not the marriage story that I ended up with as an adult. So just make sure your marriage story or your relationship story really aligns with where you are as an adult, those adult values. Yeah. Those are my three nuggets. Love them. And I absolutely love the spoon one. I am um, going to share that with uh, some of my team members. It's an amazing <laughs> analogy. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So Sunny, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Um, well, I would love to share my book with your listeners and, um, I have a site, a website set up specifically where you can access it for free and download it, um, until it's available in stores. The website is unhitchedbook.com. That's unhitchedbook.com. And there you will also find contact information for me as well. We'll have all of those links in the show as well. So, Sunny, I can't thank you enough. You're just amazing, um, wonderful energy. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, and for sharing your wisdom. 
Oh, thank you, Catherine. It has just been such a joy to talk to you. You know, I've heard your podcast, but being able to actually speak with you, this was such an enjoyable conversation for me. And I appreciate the opportunity to share my work with your listeners. Oh, you are absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.